Before we get started, big thanks to Everance Financial for supporting the Morning Agenda. It empowers members to align their investments with their faith and their values. You can find out more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. PA's top court rejects an effort to obtain voter data. And a York cemetery gets a monument for people buried in unmarked graves. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. Good morning. It's Friday, February 23rd. We made it to the end of the week, and the weekend is just around the corner. I'm Randy Parker, in for Tim Lambert, and I'll be your host on this daily trip around the region's top stories. This is being recorded at 945 Now let's get started. As Donald Trump and his allies worked to overturn his loss in the 2020 presidential election, one of their strategies was to pressure key states to try to prove his baseless claims of fraud by investigating the election process. The PA State Senate did that in 2021. Republicans sent a subpoena to the Department of State demanding a batch of election records. Those records included some personal information, like voters' driver's license numbers. The subpoena was challenged in court, and now the state Supreme Court is blocking the GOP's effort to get those records. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports. The high court says the subpoenas are no longer enforceable because they were issued during a previous legislative session. Senate Minority Leader Jay Costa of Allegheny County was part of the group to challenge them. He was pleased by the decision as it protects private information. I think the court was correct, agreed with our position at the outset uh, when we voted against this uh, subpoena process, that they had no right to this information, and more importantly, no right to get it and then distribute it to somebody else. Now the Senate must decide whether to reissue subpoenas and start the process over. Democrats were joined by several voting groups during the appeal. Those groups argued some of the information contained in election records is barred from public disclosure by federal law. The court, however, did not rule on those issues, instead nullifying the effort as expired. A cemetery in York County that serves as the burial spot for the poor now has a monument to honor the names of those buried in unmarked graves. Project Penny Heaven is a grassroots effort to reconstruct the history of York City Cemetery and uncover the names of all the people buried there. My colleague Gabriela Martinez has been following the story. The stone monument is about six feet tall. It has two aluminum plaques. One tells the story of York's oldest potter's field. The other has the names of 270 people known to be buried there. More than 800 people from various racial, ethnic, and social backgrounds were buried in this plot. Jamie Norpel, who spearheaded fundraising efforts for the monument, says the work of reconstructing the site's history is never done. We will continue to do research to see if we can uncover more stories. But now at this point, it's continuing bringing awareness by giving presentations. So I have anywhere from a 15 minute to an hour and a half presentation that I like to give to various organizations. If people want to learn more, I'd love to tell them about these people's stories. The monument will be unveiled in a ceremony on March 9th. Pennsylvania has used federal money to plug more abandoned oil and gas wells than it's been able to do in the past. In fact, the state plugged 139 of those wells last year, more than in the eight years before that. It matters because the wells leak planet-warming methane and have the potential to pollute waterways. 
But my colleague Rachel McDevitt from State Impact Pennsylvania reports the overall number of wells keeps growing. Former Department of Environmental Protection Secretary David Hess spends a good chunk of his retirement reading through oil and gas site inspection reports. He says last year, DEP issued 512 notices of violation to conventional operators for abandoning wells without plugging them. Some wells rack up the same violation year after year and never get plugged. Hess says it doesn't make sense to him to spend taxpayer money to clean up wells while more are being abandoned. You've got to deal with the problems that are causing these wells to be abandoned. Hess says those problems include weak laws that limit DEP's enforcement power and operators that don't have the money to plug wells. Now, it's estimated the state has more than 200,000 abandoned wells. The Department of Environmental Protection did not answer a request for how many wells cited last year were ultimately plugged by the operator. So there are about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania. We check each morning. Here's what we found to catch you up on the latest news. Berks County's election board is opposing an effort by two Republican state representatives, including one who took action to support Donald Trump's 2020 election fraud lie to change the way absentee ballots are now processed. Right now, state law says you can mail or drop off an absentee ballot at your county elections office or put it in a drop box. But the Reading Eagle reports this change would mean the ballot would need to be brought to your voting precinct. Representatives David Zimmerman and Kathy Rapp have sued the state and its 67 county elections offices, arguing for that change. They claim that's what the state constitution calls for. Rapp serves Forrest, Warren, and parts of Crawford counties. She signed a letter asking Congress to object to Pennsylvania's 2020 presidential election results, despite no evidence that would call the results into question. Berks County Commissioner Michael Rivera, chair of the elections board, says the change would create a logistical nightmare. A Lancaster County judge says a drone operator is guilty of using airborne technology to track prey. Penn Live reports Judge Raymond Scheller found Joshua Wingenroth of Downingtown guilty of using electronic devices during hunting and disturbing game or wildlife. Game wardens had warned him that his advertised service of using drones to find wounded deer was illegal. But he told them his lawyer had a different interpretation of the law. In December, a warden saw him using the drone and charged him. The state Supreme Court is supporting a local ordinance that limits firing guns to indoor and outdoor shooting ranges and zoning that significantly restricts where those ranges can be located. The Associated Press reports the court ruled these restrictions do not violate the Second Amendment. The case against Stroud Township in Monroe County was filed by Jonathan Barris. Neighbors complained after Barris built a gun range on his property in the Poconos. In 2011, the township adopted an ordinance restricting gunfire to indoor and outdoor gun ranges so long as they were issued zoning and occupancy permits. America's commercial casinos won $66.5 billion from gamblers in 2023. It's the industry's best year ever. And Pennsylvania raked in nearly $6 billion of that pool, second only to Nevada's $15.5 billion. The American Gaming Association says the national total was 10% higher than in 2022, which itself was a record-setting year. 
Americans legally wagered nearly $120 billion on sports, up almost 28% from the previous year. Pennsylvania ranked fifth in the nation for sports betting revenue, generating $687 million, and the state ranks third nationally for internet gambling, with $1.74 billion in annual revenue. The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube, subscribe to the WITF channel. A big thanks to Everance Financial for supporting the Morning Agenda, empowering members to align their investments with their faith and their values. Learn more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Well, that does it for the Morning Agenda. Your daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Randy Parker, in for Tim Lambert. He'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening today. Your company is appreciated. Be well and have a great weekend.